Welcome to Unleash Your Goddess. I'm Ruth Wilkinson, your host today. I would like to welcome Anne to the show. It's been a big step for Anne to share her experience today. We find out the tools Anne used to leave a narcissistic relationship that took away her confident and bubbly self to a ghost of who she used to be. Everything seemed fine from the outside, but behind closed doors it was different. She escaped with her two children and now lives an authentic life. We've changed her name to protect her identity. I'd like to give Anne an extra special welcome today. Welcome to the show. Hello, Anne. Welcome to the podcast today. It's really great to have you on and I'm really excited to hear your story. Thank you. It's good to be here. Why did you want to come on the podcast today to share your story? I'm um, really to encourage anybody who's now in the same position that I was in previously that um, it's not a great way to live and it is possible to break free and change your life completely and change the lives of your children, which is most important to me, really. I'm looking forward to hearing this today because I've been in similar situations. So I'm really looking forward to, to, to the tools that you use and how you got through it. If you could spend today doing whatever you desired, what would it be? Um, I would be in Egypt. I wouldn't be in England. Oh, so, why? Um, why Egypt? In, why Egypt? I think I've got a couple of past lives there oh. and it feels like home to me much more than any other country in the world. Yes. I've been yeah. a few times and um, yeah, I never want to come home. What part of Egypt have you been to? Oh, all over, up and down. I did a pilgrimage for uh, a couple of weeks in 2019, wow. which was amazing. Mainly on the West Bank. That's where I feel most at home. Yes. So, yeah, definitely. Priestess of Hathor at Deir Al Bari. Oh, That's wow. Me. If you could turn back time to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? To believe in herself, that she can accomplish much more than people say that she can, that she can do a lot more. It's okay to be you. It's all right. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. You know, you're great. Don't let anybody tell you that you're not. And don't ever change yourself for anybody else. That's a lesson it's taken me an awful long time to learn. Yes. Do you think that comes with age? Absolutely. Yeah. Through uh, through trials and, and making wrong decisions. and Yeah. It's very easy to become a chameleon and find somebody and start to like the things that they like to such an extent that actually you lose touch of what you like. Yes. Yes. Mm. That's right. Did you have a happy childhood? I did. Yeah, my parents were lovely. Unfortunately, my dad passed when I was seven, um, which left my mum with two small children, uh, a younger sister. And it wasn't easy. It was tough for her. Uh, We didn't have very much money growing up. You know, it was, uh, in fact, (laughs) the only new clothes I ever got were um, school clothes. Yes. Yeah. Hard, Uh, isn't it? It is hard. To lose someone when you're with children that young that you're you're bringing up. And was they happy? Did they have a happy marriage? Very, very, very happy. What did he die of? Um, Had a heart attack. Well, fourth heart attack killed him. Bless him. Bless him. Can you remember that far back? Yeah. Oh, Crystal. Absolutely Crystal. He was only 32. Wow. Very, very young. Yeah. Yeah, that is. And do you think when you lose like your father that young, that that then has they an impact on on your relationships as you get older? Yes, absolutely. You look for a father figure. 
yes in yeah. most relationships yeah yeah absolutely and did you go to college what did you want to do um what did you I end up doing I wanted to go to RADA I wanted to be an actress oh, wow. and I ended up at secretarial school slightly different <laughs> it because happens I yeah. that, that wasn't any good and you had to get a trade etc etc yeah. um, so I've only done Amdram for the rest of my life <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what age did you leave home just before my 18th birthday and did you get married young I got married at 19 chap who was 22 years older than me yeah looking for the father figure again (laughs) and we were very happy for about 12 years 11 12 years and then we just really had grown apart yeah you know I spent most of my sort of time when most people are going out and clubbing and doing all that kind of young 20s type stuff yes yeah being at home here we we you know it was amicable but I went in one direction he went in another and and you had a child yeah we had one oh that's lovely your most cherished childhood memory okay well that's got to be one with my dad yeah um he used to have to travel up to London a lot for various um procedures and medical appointments and I used to go to go with him sometimes so we'd go to London Zoo or we'd go to Trafalgar Square or something um we'd always visit a Woolworths and buy a toy yeah so yeah that's uh, a lovely memory isn't it that's, that's something that nice to hold on to, isn't it? That is. And then you met a gentleman and fell uh-huh. in love. Do you yes. want to tell us about that? Okay, so we met at work. He was very charming, very friendly, extremely good looking. I couldn't believe my luck. Tall, dark, handsome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, with the added treat you like crap, but I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, he was. He had loads of friends. He was really, really nice, really outgoing. Everything started seeing him. He had a couple of kids, so that was okay. He got on with mine, and I thought, "Yeah, this is this is good." Did you see any warning signs at that point? No, nothing None at all. Whatsoever. He'd been divorced, but was still on friendly terms with his ex-wife. So I thought, "Okay, well, you know, that's good." That's I always a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was divorced, still, you know, talking to my ex-husband. Thought this is okay. We're both, you know, reasonable people. I was renting somewhere and the rental period came to an end. So he said, well, come and live with me. So I did. And that's when it all changed. So how long had you been together before you moved in? Only about six months. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. It, it was it was all right to start with. But, I mean, in the space of six years, I went from being a very bubbly, confident, outgoing person to somebody who was told what to wear, how to look, how to behave, what to say, and, yeah, wouldn't say boo to a goose. And what happened if you stepped out of line? He was never physically violent, but he was very emotionally and psychologically abusive. You know, if someone, you don't notice it because it's drip-fed. Yes, that's right. And over a period, you start to believe that, you are fat you are ugly you are stupid and nobody else will have you and you're not actually worth anything and everything you do is wrong and it's like I could never say anything without thinking it first yeah because it had to have that filtered through my head process and it would be like I would wait until I'd see his face when he walked through the door of a night yes before I said anything 
everything because I could tell if it was going to be good or bad. You was always on eggshells. Always. Yeah. Constantly. So, so what would happen? Would he belittle you if you stepped out of place? Yeah. Yeah. If I hadn't done the right thing. I mean, for example, I would, I would come home from a day's work and he'd be sitting there in his dressing gown playing on the computer, complaining that he was hungry when he was sitting like four foot away from the fridge full of food. Yeah. But yeah. because he'd been playing video games all day and I hadn't been there to wait upon him, he was starving. Yeah. And do you think so, it got worse over time? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely got worse over time. I got a bit more like, I'm not putting up with this. And the, the more I stood up to him, the worse it got. Yeah. Worse in what way? Can you give us an example? I'm just, I'm asking these questions for people that are going through it. Yeah. Um. Well, I suddenly realised that I didn't, I never had any friends to the house. And it wasn't as if he'd ever said, you can't have your pe- your friends here. Yes. But if I did have someone there, then he made them feel uncomfortable and they wouldn't come back. Yeah. The only people that came to the house were his friends. Good, good example. I, <laughs> I'd been shopping and I wanted to wear a new skirt that I bought. He didn't like me wearing skirts. I was supposed to wear jeans or trousers. And I was like, no, I want to wear this skirt. We went out to an event. I um, can't remember what it was, a uh, pub quiz or something. And he didn't speak to me for the entire evening from leaving the house to getting home again. And, and the friends that we were with sort of said to me, oh, what's up? You know, what have you done? And I said, I wore this skirt. And they just looked at me in complete disbelief. I said, no, that's why he's not talking to me. Yeah. And why he's being so horrible because I'm wearing something he specifically told me not to wear. Not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I can, uh, to that could go on for days. It's a silent treatment, isn't it? It's narcissistic. Yeah. Um, have, have you ever looked into narcissism? It's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have. And, and the drip feeding and the... He would choose places to have a go at me where I couldn't get away. So things like if we were in the car and he wanted to have a go at me, he'd lock the doors and then he would absolutely scream at me at the top of his voice whilst driving down the motorway and I couldn't get away. Yeah. That was that was the hardest thing sometimes. Yeah. And you know, they say I've had mental and physical abuse, but they say that mental abuse causes the deepest scars. It really does. Broken bones and things mend, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um but but words they get into the back of your head. Yes. And they don't go away. Yeah. And then you end up with triggers where you meet somebody who can be perfectly lovely and they'll say just one thing. And it's nothing that they've then done, but all of a sudden That's you're right. back in that other relationship yeah. and you're feeling like crap. Yeah. <laughs> just like that, isn't it? You're down yeah. there. It's just like, whoa, <laughs> how did yeah. that happen? To our listeners that's listening today and they're going through the same thing, what would you say to them? Because I think sometimes they say that it, it's when you're ready to leave. You can't yeah. push to leave. It's got to be at the right time and you've had enough. Enough is enough. It has. You I would, I would think I'm going to go. Uh, you know, my greatest daydream and fantasy was planning his funeral. Yeah. Not that I was going to kill him, but just yeah. that I would be released when that happened and how yeah. happy I was going to be. So, you know, I picked out the flowers and everything. Um, yeah. you know, that, that was a, a way to get out of it in my head. But I think you, you can't really prepare for it. You just one day you wake up and go, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And it just just happens um I mean I had a child with him and for the first sort of he was just under a year when I left and he was the reason I managed to get out 
because uh, there was no way he was going to grow up thinking that this was how you treated women yeah, and I didn't want him to grow up like his dad yeah that sounds like one of the best things you've done yeah, and it does definitely. I think sometimes for ourselves because we've been so pushed down and so feeling crap about ourselves that we're nothing and it's hard to fight for ourselves to get out it's easier to fight for the children isn't it and think right okay I'm going to do this for them and all of a sudden you get that mother's strength don't you and you and you can do it and sometimes with relationships sometimes you go back again did you go back or was that it no I was tempted I was tempted you know he he sort of offered for me to go back oh you must have gone in haste etc come back and yeah I I was really tempted to but it was my daughter that turned around and said to me because we we were living with my mum um very cramped tiny little house and she turned around and said if you go back I'm staying with Nana oh how old was she at that point nine well yeah she obviously wasn't happy there with him no he bullied her as much as he bullied me oh bless her bless her yeah so she was just like no right I'm staying with Nana oh that's that's good how did your mum feel and your family did they know uh not to the extent no knew that I wasn't very happy um but no not to the extent of what it was like really because I didn't tell anybody the thing is if you do if you do tell people when you're and they say something then you're going to get it even worse yeah yeah absolutely so you keep quiet and you don't want them worrying about you so you put on a good face you know when when you see them mm-hmm. and so what got you through that time that you was with him what kept you strong no, mainly the children to be honest yeah yeah the, the kids and and work I did work a bit um and then I decided to go to college and then to uni because I like I love learning I like studying um and it was like right well I'm going to do this for me it caused a problem to start with because he would still even though I was doing really well yeah he would put me down all the time it'd be like you know it was a access to higher education course and I passed everything with flying colours. Well but when I told him I'd done that, it was like, Oh, well, you didn't get as much as so and so though, did you? You weren't top of the class though, were you? Yeah. Um and he didn't want to feel inferior. He didn't want me to be more educated than he was. Yeah. And I can understand that. Yeah. So how did you feel just after you left? That is um, the hardest time well, for me it was the hardest time for a few months. Yeah, it's a, a really, really hard time. Litland, I was still breastfeeding Litland, so mm. I couldn't go out and get a job. It would have been really difficult. Yeah. Although the, although the job centre did seem to think that I could find a job for four hours and then pop off and feed my child and come back again for another four hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing, isn't it? Yeah. So, sorry, what was the question? I totally lost my thread now. I said, I was asking how you felt uh, days after leaving oh, at how the I start felt. there. Yeah. Um, week. Weak some days, strong other days. Strong in that I've managed to do this and I've left him, but weak in the fact that, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? Um, You know, I've got to this point in my life. I didn't – I stayed for the whole, like, six, seven years because I didn't want to fail again. I'd already had one marriage that failed. Thank God I didn't marry him. Um, But I didn't – I, it was pride a little bit. I didn't want to be a failure. So I tried and I tried and I kept trying. And then you have to think, well, no, it's it's not you. It isn't you. It's him. 
some of it was probably me. I don't suppose I was particularly easy to live with because I was worried all the time. Um, I remember saying to my mum that it's amazing when you stop hitting your head against the wall because then you realise how much it was hurting. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. What did you do to to get you back again, get that old you full of confidence, bubbly? I was still at uni, so that really helped. That was good. Doing that, that was great. I went to um, the local spiritualist church and refound my faith, which was really, really good. So that gave me another circle of friends, another circle of support as well as sort of my, the, the uni people that I'd kept in touch with because I had to give up uni um, when I had Jack. Yes, so yeah. but I still kept in touch with some of them. And I went out and I, I found friends, you know, because I, I, I'd lost touch with everybody that I'd known before him. Yeah. So I, I started trying to reconnect with people. So to those that have left, have left a relationship like that and they've just come out of it, obviously it's it's really hard because they've taken near enough everything, you know, even down to to the way you cook, to the way you do things, yeah. you know, it, you're, you're just good at nothing. And then all yeah. of a sudden you've got out, got to go out there and got to go out and find friends. And so how, how did you get out and find yeah. new friends? I actually went online. And I found a, a group that was like um, just mums and babies. Yeah. You know? And reconnected with a couple of old school friends that I'd, um, you know, still had sort of on Facebook and things like that. So, yeah, it, it was a long process. Just it's, it's one day at a time, isn't it? Just taking that it one is. day at a time. You can't it start is. looking at the future because it's just too much. No, no. I mean, we stayed with mum for six weeks, six, eight weeks, something like that. Yeah. And then we were trying to find somewhere to live, which was nigh on impossible because trying to rent somewhere when you're on housing benefit was very very difficult so mum helped out she took out a loan on her own house so that we had enough money to pay for six months rent somewhere it was just me and the kids which was really nice actually yeah to to just be us and you know we spent mornings getting ready for school putting music on and dancing around the bathroom and just being able to be free and not worrying about what we were saying and doing yeah did you get down days where you felt lonely at that point did you remember the good times or the bad times no you you remember both yeah you remember both I tried whenever I started thinking oh I miss him or oh we had lots of good times and this was good and that was good I would always try and think of a bad thing to counteract it yeah because otherwise you your mind plays tricks and you start thinking why did I do that it wasn't that bad yeah he and it was me. It. I was to blame. Yeah, it yeah. Does, I could have it? done this different or that different, and I had to constantly stop myself doing that. Yeah, that was that was good. Lost a lot of weight, probably because I didn't eat very much yeah. <laughs> with all the stress of it. Um, but that gave me more confidence as well. Yeah, because you know you do, you do the traditional things. You go out and you get your hair cut and coloured, don't you? Yes, and yeah. Your nails done and buy a nice dress or whatever. So, yeah, so I did all of those things, just just little things, because I could choose what I was wearing then. Yeah. Which and is I great. went out and bought all the things that he, I hadn't been allowed to buy for the last God knows how many years. Yes, yeah. That's great. It's liberating, isn't it? Where do you find yeah. meaning in life now? Where do I find meaning in life? The children. 
I like to do things that I like. So like visits to places like Glastonbury, I find very uplifting. Um, I like the beach. I like the seaside, things like that. I haven't been to Glastonbury yet. I've gone past, I've seen the outside, but I haven't actually been actually to it. I went two years ago for my 50th for the winter solstice. And it was, yeah, it was amazing. amazing. I bet. I bet it was. Really good. It sounds like I should do that. You should, yeah. Go up to the tour, sit there. And, yeah, I did a cord cutting ceremony at the top of the tour. And what is that? Oh, just a a kind of meditation, visualisation of cutting any cords that still lie between you and the other person. Oh, I like that. Thanking them for their time with you. Yes, yeah. Acknowledging everything that's happened and letting them go. That's that's good. I do believe that people come into your life for a purpose and whether that that, that was a bad experience or a good experience, it makes you who you are now. Yeah, it does. It it really does and it forms you. Yeah, that's not to say I wouldn't like to have not gone through it. Yeah. Um, But then I wouldn't have my son, would I? No, that's right. That's right. (laughs) So how do you now make sure that you don't make the same mistake again? with men it's very difficult it is very difficult if someone's too nice too charming too perfect then I just that really puts me off yes because I'm like what are you hiding yeah it's much rather have somebody where I can see their faults yeah you know I've always been quite um, an emotional and tactile person I wear my heart on my sleeve which has got me into trouble constantly <laughs> yes but you can't change who you are no that's um, right and it sounds know, as if you're an empath as well very much which so. quite often attracts that sort of person yeah. and I found yeah, for yeah. myself the more I've worked myself and the stronger I've got and the more I've learned to love myself mm-hmm. that has then made me stronger and I've yeah. still got a long way to go yet but I only really started doing recently is really looking at me that's good. And I know I've got a long way to go on that, but I'm a lot happier with me than I used to be. I went through a whole stage where I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Yes, been there. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's how they make you feel, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. Anything that is good about you, they literally rip down to be nothing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. whilst I can't kind of like look at myself in the mirror and go, I love you yet, I can go, okay, I quite like, I like you. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> so do you believe yourself to be truly free now? No. What do you think no. is holding you back? I still have contact with him because he's still my son's father. So ah. he still sees him. He's he's always had him for weekends, for Christmases, for holidays, because regardless of our relationship, he's his biological father and it's up to them to have their own relationship does your daughter want a relationship with him no no he wasn't her dad so your son goes but my son goes yeah Yeah. not so much now he's older but that's nice yeah that's nice I mean I think for the children they've got to make their own minds up haven't they they have got to yeah absolutely they have and he's got the measure of him you know he was about 12 or 13 I suppose when he came home one day and said, Mom, I said, Jay, yeah. he said, Dad's a bit of an arse, isn't he? <laughs> I went, 
yeah he is he's like okay and that's it you know he had to make his own mind up. yes yeah that's right oh thank you so is, is there anything else you want to say before we go into the quickfire questions anything else you want to tell the listeners i think i think you you gave me a question about if anybody um near you had died and if you how you'd cope yes. with that i think yeah. obviously i said about dad yeah but my mum died of lung cancer nine years ago and I took a year off to look after her. And that was the best year that I ever had with her because we got a chance to talk about things and realised that, you know, a lot of things that I, reasons why I wasn't as close to her as I could have been was because we hadn't talked about things. Yes. Yeah. Like my dad very much. Yeah. I thought she didn't love him very much because when he died I never saw her cry you know and 30 years after he died I'm saying it to her finally and she said well of course I did I cried myself to sleep every night oh you were children yeah and I kept going during the day for you love so a tiny little misunderstanding like that and I resented that for 30 years and it could have gone to the grave with her as well it could have yeah it could have quite easily so I think 